Today's episode of the Mind Sculptors podcast is sponsored by TCG Player, your source for all your trading card game needs. Use our link in the description the next time you get your cards to help support the show. Today's episode is also made possible by our Patreon subscribers. If you want to support the show directly, head over to patreon.com forward slash the Mind Sculptors and you can become part of the Sculpty family today. Or if you don't want to do any of that, leave a like and comment on YouTube or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts as an offering to Algorithm Jesus. Welcome to the Mind Sculptors, where we have nothing but technical problems. My name's Ian. <laughs> I'm Cal. <laughs> and we've been sitting here for 35 minutes trying to give you the content you deserve every week. Technically longer. It's actually, we hit the 40 minute mark. My bad. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, between Moxfield, just kind of not working. And, yep. uh, you know, it happens. Sites crash. They got a bunch of users. Oh, yeah. I get it. Um, but between that and then Riverside decided to do some weird stuff, I guess today was one of those days. So it were. Amen. Uh, but yeah, welcome everybody to the Mind Sculptors podcast. Uh, before we get too deep into anything, I do want to let you know that in case editor Jace hasn't brought it up to you yet. This episode is brought to you by TCG player You can head on Ooh. over to the link in the description, buy your cards using our link and help out channel. Uh, and also if you another way to help out the channel, go to patreon.com forward slash the mind sculptors. And we're going to be revamping the Patreon at the beginning of the year. So look forward to that where we're actually going to have real like, like, you know how, like, other podcasts have, like, actual, like, rewards and stuff? Uh, we're going <laughs> to yeah. start doing that. Uh, mm. So that Sick. will be coming soon and all that. And if you don't want to do any of all that, uh, go ahead, leave a review, hit like, subscribe, all the all that jazz. Do something like that. Leave a comment as an offering to Algorithm Jesus. Uh, <laughs> every time we're going to pass the plate so it were around the mm. congregation and receive the tithe that is your for for watching this video hitting like or hitting subscribe or leaving a comment we're, we're passing the plate so it were mm, yes um, all, all all of the people who grew up in church just got triggered uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. In, uh, now it's time for our altar call. And uh, <laughs> did uh, did you grow up in church at all, Ian? Or like, I went to a Catholic high school. Raised so. Catholic. Okay. Yeah. I grew up yeah. non-denominational, and the church that I went to was also the high school that I went to. So, uh, yeah. It was real 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 good shit man uh mm-hmm. that's so, some midwest shit right there <laughs> yeah it is um but yeah welcome to the show uh so today ian what are we doing today exactly well i'm glad that you asked callahan as uh you know our original podcast intent did not quite work as planned i thought you know what let's let's do something fun today get a little crazy a little wacky uh, you know, so for those who haven't heard, my dog, Ouija, shut up. <laughs> Anyways, uh, for those who haven't heard, uh, that we are currently in big boy winter, which is a joke that Alan and Mizzle Misplay made about the high mana value of commanders nowadays in CEDH, and it's it just keeps being right, so it's pretty funny. Like the last tournament, um, was. You know, myself playing two five drop commanders, Tivit a six drop, and Atraxa a seven drop, and Kinnon an honorary big boy because he flipped <laughs> into all the big boys. Um, 
So I was like, it you know, it's all the big boys to the to the club. To the yard. And they're it, like, it's, it's better than yours. Thank you. Thank you for getting what, where I was going with that early. Yeah. I'm glad to know that we were on the same wavelength. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so we're kind of like, hey, let's check out commanders nowadays and see which one of these crazy big boys. Like how 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 crazy can we get with the man of value? And let's just sort of do like a fun little theory brew here. Yeah. And we're not gonna we're not gonna go through and like actually brew these decks, but we're gonna go through the highest man value of legal commanders and talk about which ones we could hypothetically see see in play. Yeah. Uh so we have Scryfall open here. Yeah. And we have searched for all legal commanders and we are sorting mm-hmm. by mana value descending. Yeah. Uh so I'm just gonna do us a quick little uh, you know, help here, and we're just gonna scooch past some oh, of the well, we've already we've already played we've already scooched past a card that has been played in cedh already what are you jenga uh, taxius or no no great distortion i've actually seen uh cause like the great distortion and in, in, in at least more than one cedh pod before um it is it is mostly because it refills your hand you can like dump all the fast man in the world right comes mm-hmm. down refills your hand and then you have counter spells and colorless right so yeah you certainly could you you certainly could i'm not saying it's it is by far the mvp i'm thinking like well what like the whole point of this is to uh yeah. you know what's what is what is the biggest we could get away with i think kozlek is probably it like i think there's some people who would argue emrakul but i think that's a nine you know what i'm gonna i'm I'll, I'll give you i'll give you this i'll give you i'll, I'll spit some straight facts the okay, biggest we can it. get away with yeah is progenitus why it's a five color commander that can be whatever you want it to be okay listen that's fair you playing kenrith hey what if you wanted to play progenitus yeah you want a big 10 10 that has protection from everything yeah yeah fair enough but fair enough i mean this makes no sense but i love this for you uh earlier today i was actually looking at uh reaper king which is actually the same mana value uh but then i realized it says other scarecrow and i was like the worst case scenario you infinitely flicker it but it's it's you have to just uh, do another scarecrow so yeah. i'm a little sad about that one so i i actually so funnily enough phoenix and i have been talking about this card a lot recently and <laughs> okay. it's specifically because i've been trying to bring back the like golos prison, prison deck, yeah. deck a little bit it's yeah. kind of hard because so much of what made that deck good was, was that Golos. Golos kind of refunded everything yeah. and made it worth yeah. your while. Yeah. Uh, but you can't like this is a decent workshop deck. Uh, so like it does do some stuff. You can do some funny things with it where you can like uh, specifically like Oswald it away into like other big cre- other big things. Um, uh, I don't think you can. What what eleven drop artifact is there? Why did I not just open up a scryfall tab? I don't know. Um, let's just look at artifacts that are legal in Commander. Do exactly what we've done just now. Wait, 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 wait. no, because Oswald doesn't say or less right it's it's meta value plus one yeah so you can specifically like put it into like some of these big things like dark steel colossus microsync yeah microsync golem is like the most attractive one yeah um there are some things there is not no you can eat but into light steel but yeah um but you can like do some stuff with that where you uh can use that as an engine to get some other things out right yeah that's Uh, cute it's like i said i don't think it's great i i think ultimately what it is is this exercise in trying to experimentation experiment with that prison archetype because we if they ever decide to unban golos i actually think that golos prison deck was like really solid um But, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like Golos was so central to what yeah. made that deck good. Um, yeah. 
which is so disappointing. And then like Reaper King just doesn't do it. Yeah. Like Ramos just doesn't do it. Yeah. And it's very sad. And it's me just yeah. unable to accept reality. Yeah. Um, I think Chizgoria is pretty playable. Um, I think the only card, that, the only thing I don't like about Chizgoria is the fact that it doesn't uh, replace the cards that get exiled. Like mm-hmm. they just get exiled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think that is like a downside, but it's also just mono red, which kind of sucks, but it yeah. does have affinity for artifacts, which is neat. Yeah. Um, I guess my question would be if I was building this is just like, why not Godo? Right? Like, um, why not Godo? Interesting. I think they're different decks, right? They They are, but also just like, I feel like one you can pretty, I feel like the I feel like it deck just, has a very clear to, win. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? It's closer to Duretti, I would argue, than like a Godo, right? Yeah. But I guess my question is, is just like, what's the advantage of this over Duretti? Yeah. And and that's my big thing. And I guess you do have a big, you know, for effectively three mana, you have a five four with haste that draws you some and cards. Also like card card draw versus card or I guess um, deep deep card filtering versus you know card like mana value yeah. cheating that's a little more efficient, right? Yeah. My yeah. I, I guess my thought is is in mono red, how good is that? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's a good question. That's um, the reason that it has not been answered yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh looking down throughout this more there's not like anything that really sticks out to me right away. People have definitely like tried Zakama before and it's been mediocre at best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Zakama, it's it's just like Naya food chain is like why. Right. You know what I mean? But without the outlet for food chain. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean it does un it does filter your food chain mana and like a little bit. Because okay. you're able to untap your lands, but right, but uh, then what do you do with it? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh it doesn't do much, which is yes. kind of the downside. Right. Um uh well I think we skipped one up there we? a little bit. Yeah. Oh well I wanted to just bring up the Ur Dragon, because the Ur Dragon's one that I think about maybe once a month where i go is your dragon cedh deck potentially and i go no probably not is is this <laughs> your uh roman empire no no it's not that much <laughs> i think every time i look at it i go no that's not it but yeah. you know it's it's i don't know yeah it's like close enough you know what i mean that you think about right it. right um I just feel like they're, they're like if there were a few more dragons that had like very uh, nice static stacks effects, then that'd be cool. But I don't think there are a ton, you know. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Looking down through it more, the new Gishath, what does this do? Does this do anything when Gishath Sun's Avatar deals combat damage to a player? Reveal that many cards from the top of your library. Yeah, this one's old. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, they just straight up reprinted it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Never. I, I, listen, I saw new art, and I was like, "Oh, cool, new new mm-hmm. card." Um, Ooh, we have one of our most famous uh, getting away with playing too big of a commander cards, Kamal Hero Krosa or Hard Krosa, of course. <laughs> how how much of a meme is Kamal? Like. Do you do you actually think Kamal is a meme or do you think it's like a real partner? That is a really good question. I don't quite get the appeal myself. I don't <clears throat> you know, uh there's a certain level of like, you know, the pre Bowmasters days. Mm-hmm. I know that people were doing like Kamal plus uh the angel just as like, you know, I play stacks creatures, play stacks creatures, play stacks creatures, and then here's the game winning spell. And I'm just like, I feel like we can do that without having to go this crazy, you know? Yeah. And also, I never thought like Tim to Kamal was very good. I was really I did not like that deck. I do think Kamal <laughs> and like Krom would be interesting potentially. That um, Kromal, yeah. Yeah, Kromal. Uh, <laughs> like if I was going to pair it with something, my like first thought is Krom. Mostly yeah. because of the fact that it's just like it's already big. It has haste. It gives you some card draw, and then this kind of comes it's in like, and like 
finishes the job. the dockside outlet, right? Because like you can turn all of your lands into dudes and then like move to combat, they get pumped and you just oko one person, right? Like, yeah. Uh, it's also important to note that they do get indestructible. So mm-hmm. like they don't give a shit about bowmasters, which is yeah. super nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> I just don't think the way we've seen Kamal played in the past has been like serious like builds of it. And I think mm. there might be something there. I just don't think that we've seen it yet. If I it, would be surprised, but I'm I I I'm willing to admit that I well, could be surprised. My my thought is specifically like a teamer mid-range deck with this yeah. and Krom seems like it could have legs. Yeah, like yeah, in the yeah. current meta um so that that's generally my thought do i think it's super good no but uh, it, it could <laughs> could be uh Herador. do do we do how how dead is Carador on a scale of Carador, one to ten i i will die on the hill that Carador is just strictly worse moldrotha <laughs> like yeah I, I don't think you're wrong yeah um, uh i will say new corvold is actually pretty spicy. I'm not gonna lie. Are we gonna have the same conversation we had during the set review that I cut? Maybe. Where <laughs> um it's X is you capped to draw X cards where X is the number of permanent types among cards yeah. in your graveyard. So it, Oh yeah, it's not like amazing, yeah. but I don't know. Okay. Well, because I, know, I think like at, at one point you, you were like, "Oh, this then, is great." Well, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not at that point. Okay, like, Jewel Lotus plus any other spell like kind of makes this at least like turn one castable potentially, right? Right. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know the, the the like the minimum draw through when you hit somebody is like okay, right? Yeah. Like I, I think this is a build that I could see someone playing that is like very aristocrat themed. And just use this Corvold as this like very intense car draw engine. Um, right. And the like the question of like, is it better or worse than Dargo comes up? Right. Um, and I think it definitely falls under the worse than Dargo thing, but it has more card advantage than Dargo. But then it yeah, has, less it has actual card advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the question I would have is. Yeah. The. What is the advantage of playing this over current Dargo? Because current Dargo, like or or OG Dargo, right, is like yeah. an outlet. Um, mm-hmm. so it's like especially for the type of things that Jund does yeah. already, yeah. it's really good because it's able to just naturally be an outlet in the command zone yeah. for those things. I completely agree. Yeah. So I think that's my only knock on it. Is. Yeah, like I could see someone showing up and playing this in a CEDH pod, and I would also not be surprised to have it described as like there are strictly better things available. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, this is this is a card that always kind of piques my interest when I see it. Is yes. uh, Lysia Sanguine Tribune? Um, it costs one less to cast for each life you gained this turn. And you can pay life and put three plus one plus one counters on it. And you can only activate this during your turn and once each turn. So it kind of isn't great, but it's like every time I see it, it like feels like it could be in my head. Sure. I mean, it could easily be like the payoff for a stacks deck. I don't yeah. really know what incidental life gain stuff really is like going crazy like you have your um you have your hush springers which is like one point of lifelink per turn um what other stacks things have lifelink sarah ascendant oh yeah that's sarah ascendant <laughs> for sure yeah yeah i mean you can definitely go like full beat down life gain right, right. Uh, which is an option i don't know if it's the best option but i mean charismatic conqueror makes this a little better too right that's some life gain that you didn't have before um but it's a very specific deck. I it agree. Is. I always see it and I go, that's a very interesting card. And then I start thinking about the practicalities of it and go, I don't really think there's an answer here, you know? Yeah. That's kind of like how I feel a lot of those go where it's like, I'll see it. And I'm like, that could be interesting. And then it's like, eh. yeah. Uh, yeah. speaking of Maelstrom Wanderer. <laughs> yes. 
Maelstrom Wanderer is a card that I feel like I'm always flirting with. Yeah. Uh, because Cascade is just such a powerful effect. Mm-hmm. But in CEDH, how real do you think this is? That's a good question. Um, I don't know, to be honest. I think like... I, I so when Delve Masters came out, I did open like a nice version of it and I was like, I can build this deck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's like it's kind of interesting because it's a dockside outlet, right? It's a food chain outlet. It's um Is it a dockside outlet? Yeah. I guess. With the uh, team receiver to the I Marin. guess if you have um the only yeah. combos in those colors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For all the all the team redoxide combos work with this card. Um, which is kind of fun. Like I, I don't know. I think it's kind of silly that you could do like a, a full teamer, kind of like big chaotic almost. Yeah, like it, it definitely is like <clears throat> I think that was actually the argument that made me go off of this effect was like, why is this better than first sliver? And I didn't have the fantastic answer to it um i guess like the counter argument is like if you want to build like a blood moon back to basics version of first liver then like i could see you looking at this option um yeah. although then you kind of like lose incentive to play guys cradle which is one of the best cards in the deck most likely yeah um it's definitely an atypical axis i kind of like the idea that there are certain combos that this turns online like for example bloom tender plus like any of the uh like i guess dead eye navigator specifically mm-hmm. uh bloom tender but then dead eye doesn't actually work with maelstrom so then it's like eh, you know yeah, it's one of those <laughs> things where cast the, the cascade cast thing just really kind of makes it go like yeah this kind of like makes it a little bit worse um right right but i do think that like i, I think the I, I think food chain sliver is just like I like lower color food chain decks generally, mm-hmm. actually, because I think that they end up being more like uh, focused on what mm-hmm. they're trying to do. Whereas I feel like uh, the first sliver decks are just so broad that they're yeah. like milk toast. And it's like, because you just have so many good cards where it's just like okay this yeah. pile of good cards and this and like why am i playing first sliver instead of atraxa when atraxa like actually right. like gives me some card advantage right and i think yeah. like the idea here is if i was going to make an argument for this over the first sliver it's that when you reduce the colors you kind of can hone your strategy better right right focus it yeah yeah so that that'd be my my main argument. Also, the creatures yeah. having haste thing is actually yeah. like kind of cool. Yeah, like non. It's a not trivial. Yeah, not yeah. trivial. I also think like, yeah, so like like if you're focusing on this version, I think you focus on a basic heavy version of this deck, right? Yeah. Because it's you want to streamline it and you want to pay off for playing less colors, right? So I think like you could easily play like Earthcraft, Blood Moon, Back yeah. to Basics, Mag of the Moon. And that's like, okay, cool. Now we're starting to like mess around with something and, and have a reason why not just first liver, you know? Yeah. The funny thing is, is it's like if you start here and you ask, why aren't you playing first liver? And then you go to the first mm-hmm. liver and then you get to first liver and it's like, well, why aren't you just playing Atraxa? And it's like, you kind of mm-hmm. like reverse engineer getting to four getting colors. To yeah. yeah. Um, the Myogen are... Um, that's how I how I feel about them. Okay, I, I, I feel like there is a world where Sauron Lord of the Rings is playable. I don't think you're incorrect. Yeah. Um, because I, I will say when I saw you play this on Scry Babies when you were playing, <laughs> it the, did so much work. Right, the card is a house. Mm-hmm. Um. Especially in a world where like a math like, like Bowmasters kind of runs mm-hmm. everything, like yeah. this just amplifies that strategy a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It's also funny because like Grixis uh reanimator doesn't have like a fantastic payoff right now. Yeah. Right. So it's like uh it's kind of cool because like Holebreaker Horror is obviously a combo with this card, and then you can like cast this card, get back your holebreaker and use holebreaker to combo with it. Now yeah. obviously eight mana is like a a silly, silly amount of investment, right? Yeah. Into one card. But like 
Uh, I mean, the fact that once again, it is it is multiple versions of an infinite mana outlet, right? Because yep. you can uh, Baron it, you can uh, Cloudstone Curio it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so like those are the combos. I, I guess Lord Dracus as well, if you're going that deep. Um, you cannot Deadeye it, worth noting. Yes, um, you do have to cast it. You do so it doesn't work with like displace or kitten lines either. It also does not work with displace. Oh my god, could you imagine this with displace or this kitten? This with displace or kitten would get one of them banned. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it would show up in casual spaces, is what yeah, would happen. Maybe, maybe. Uh but yeah, it's it's like definitely very silly and cool. But like, um, I don't know. I like the idea of like, okay, here's my reanimate and also a five five, and also, you know, <laughs> gonna mill myself for my strategy and breach yeah. later, right? So it's definitely it would like if you did play Nas in the deck, it would be one of those horrifying Nas decks. And if you I don't think play it's Nas a Nas deck, deck, honestly. Like yeah, I think it's I think a it's just like Grixis Reanimator. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is kind of neat. I, I've always liked Grixis Reanimator um, yeah. as an idea, but uh, yeah. people, I, I know people brew this deck, or it's either yeah. this one or the other Sauron. I know there are people the who other play. One people have brewed. Okay. Yeah. I know people play Sauron uh, in, yeah. in this. And so it's like, I'm kind of interested to see what this big one does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go to the next 60, baby. I own so many goddamn copies of Slimvada. It's so annoying. <laughs> uh, yeah. I want to talk about a Chroma for a second. Yeah, let's talk about a Chroma. Uh, this is a card that I actually really like. I have been mm-hmm. a fan of it for a while, and I'm just like, how do I put this into, yep. like, yep. what do I pair this with? I think at one point yep. I tried it with Chrom, and it was pretty interesting yeah. with Chrom. Uh, a Chroma? Uh, we, we, we've had this, like, big a uh, crom pairing thing where it was like cromel a chroma i, I yeah. like both of those uh yeah what are your thoughts on a chroma because i i think it has potential i really like like the effect is nuts uh i mean so like i, I think we kind of talked about this earlier because like kamala chroma used to be the like de facto stacks plus time <laughs> matchup right. right like that was like this deck that like just kept doing pretty decently over time um so it's like a chroma's i mean if you are looking for a late game finisher it does that right i i will say a lot of staples in cdh do not have keywords on them right mm-hmm. um each other creature you control gets one one that has flying if it has right so like it needs to have all of those abilities right, right for it to get the buff so in that sense i'm like a little underwhelmed by that part of the the deck um because i would argue like like what are the cards in CDH I'm really, really thinking of? Like Timna? Sure, it's got lifelink. I'm happy with Timna getting one buff, but like uh, I mean like has Krom has two done. of them, right? It's flying haste. Krom does have two of those, right? Which is nice. Six min like six damage Krom is not what I want out of CDH, but I, yeah. I also understand. Um I I don't know. I think it's it's cute. Like if there's things I'm gonna be pairing Krom with that are in white, I'm gonna be looking at like Yoshimaru and stuff like that. Like I'm looking at like weirder stuff like that as opposed to, you know, something But like I interest this. you in one Arden. Mm, <laughs> no, but thank you for asking. <laughs> uh let's keep looking here. We know Attracts is good. Um We do know Attracts is good. This Can't is confirm. one that I want to talk about because every time I see this card get played in different like pods, I'm like, this card is stupid. And it's mm-hmm. Belladros Witherbloom. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're unfamiliar with it, it is a 4 4 Elder Dragon that costs five colorless, a black and a green, mm-hmm. has flying, and at the beginning of each upkeep, create a 1 1 black and green pest creature token with when this creature dies, you gain one life. Then you can pay 10 life, untap all lands you control and you can activate only once each turn. Um, so like it's a little bit of an outlet. It's also just this like big board creator, which is kind of neat. Mm-hmm, um, what mm-hmm. are your thoughts on this card? Cause I feel like I've played it in different like casual spaces and it's been like yeah. insane. I don't really see how it translates to CEDH. Yeah. Um, I'm being honest. I think it's like it. I don't know, like it, it it's obviously a high value thing. Untapping every land you control is obviously something that is meant to be appealing, right? right. It's meant to look at that and go like, oh, that's something kind of cool. But I don't see how that actually pays off. You yeah. know, there's not many flicker effects in these colors, and that definitely doesn't help, right? Correct. Yeah. Like I, I agree with you. And it's always like one of those things that whenever I see it's kind of the the what's the 
the card that it's like every time I see it in my head, I'm like, yeah, that's good. Um, and then I think about it more and it's like, okay, but what are the colors that it's in? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Let's see. What else do we have? Uh, Chromium, the mutable baby. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Uh, we're down to no, Dargo. I, there is technically an argument. Uh, if you are like one of those uh, CEDH old heads, right? There is like a world where Chromium is a technically a playable card because of the fact that it is, um, I mean, basically a flash uncounterable three turn clock, right. right? Like if you are trying to play the most oppressive type of CEDH where you're trying to win with a traditional control win con, I'd guess technically Chromium counts. I'm, uh, I'm putting a lot of qualifiers on here for a good reason. I, I, I think Tivit is just better. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen people play Damia before. Uh, really? Yeah. I have. Yeah. I, I've always been like, why are you playing that? But I have seen it. Um, okay. okay. What else is going on here? You know what's a card um, that I really want to work, but not as a commander is Hogak Arisen Necropolis. I think yeah, it's a card yeah, that you yeah. can do stuff with. It's just yeah, you I figured it like ruined an entire format for a hot minute that it might be like at least okay to look at. Yeah, it's one. I of also the- think we we passed one that I kind of like. Oh, what, what's that? I I think the rate on Galta and Maverin's kind of insane. Um, like yeah. I, I don't know the the ability to be like yeah sure here let me my seven mana no yeah seven mana here's my seven mana 12 12 trampler with upside like I don't know the fact that it's a two turn clock the fact that when it attacks you can just make another 12 12 back just in case you need a blocker or you can make you know a bunch of one one lifelinkers right um to me this just strikes me as uh, and this is also once again whenever you attack mm-hmm. uh so like the idea that this could be like a finisher for a stacks deck, right? And a finisher for a stacks deck that doesn't suffer the same problem that the other stacks decks right now are suffering, which is either A, not having a way to end the game efficiently, or B, having their small creatures disrupted, right? Like, so you can make the lifelink vampires, but at the same time, you can also just be like, okay, here, I'm going to make my, you know, copies of my biggest creature power and toughness wise, right. right? And so you can actually like, circumvent a lot of the issues that some of these like win con stacks decks are having with this commander right i don't know i kind of i'm i'm continually of the opinion that i think like win con stacks decks are just not as appealing as you have to have a commander that lets you turn the corner. And I don't know that Galta lets you turn the corner as well. You don't think a seven minute 12, 12 is turning the corner. I think it turns the corner, but I don't think it turns the corner at the speed you need to in this format. Interesting. Okay. I can get behind that. Yeah. I like, I think that like when we talk about like, um, the reason like Tivit is even like a you know we talk about like a deck that's a control deck right and Mm -hmm. uh, because we talk a lot about like one of the things we've said as a big like plus of tevish krom is that that deck can just like turn the corner when it needs to Mm -hmm. and that has to be on a dime in this format where it's just like you found your window and you immediately can take it the issue i have with stack stacks is that their window needs to be like three to four turns yeah agreed. and if their board state gets disrupted at all then they have to start over from scratch and so it's one of those things where i don't know how like viable that is overall and that's that's generally my concern with it and part of why for what it's worth that i liked golos as a stack stack was that it did have that ability to turn the corner because you had like the commander that gave you that ability. And so like, that's one of the things where it's like, if you, there, there are stack stacks that can turn the corner. I just don't know that like Selesnia is the color that I want to be in for that. Yeah, I get that for sure. Uh, Elitist blood chief of get perfect what 
I said perfect. Yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, <laughs> what What do you think of Lord Xander? I looked at that literally earlier today. Did and I was you? Like, it's it's such a trap. Yeah, <laughs> it it feels like a trap to me. Yeah, because it doesn't actually like do much. It like makes them all go down to one, right? Mm-hmm. So you can have one non land permanent, one card in your library, and one, uh, uh one card in your hand, right? Which right. is like too many for my opinion. Like I want to be killing my opponents. If not I'm going to be ripping your hand apart, I want all the cards yeah. to be gone. I want it to work? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. What else do we got here? I think speaking worth it to mention that Morophon has a bunch of combos with Fist of Sons, right? Yeah, that is true. It does have combos with that. <laughs> I don't know how good I think it is, but... No, they're quite bad, actually. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, let's see. Now we're down to... I have seen Netza Hall Mono Blue, which was very funny. Oh, yeah, I believe that entirely. Again, I, yeah. I don't know that how much I think that's like great yeah. but we actually did pass one of my favorite i think slept on commanders ovica right there yeah ovica yeah exactly so what is uh the reasoning with ovica so i mean like base level it's a escron scepter outlet right so right. you play it you make infinite one ones you go to combat you kill your opponents right mm-hmm. um it also is a lord rakus outlet with dockside right where you uh when you use the bounce spells that you cast to use the lord rakus combo Mm-hmm. Um, and for those who don't know, Lord Dracus is a thing that mutates onto Dockside, and then you get a bounce spell back from your graveyard. So you make infinite one ones that way. Um, okay. Goddamn. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like if you have a bounce spell in graveyard, you mutate that into Dockside, pick up the bounce spell, bounce the Dockside and the Dracus. They separate from the mutate pile. You play one, play the other, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's an infinite out for that. I think it's arguably also like an infinite outlet for Baron as well, because when are you in a Isochron Scepter deck not going to have any uh, mana rocks that have a mana value, right? Like, I think that's like if you have a Soul Ring or a Mana Vault or mm-hmm. like any of those things, it, it still works in, in that capacity. What I actually right? think is a better <laughs> idea of it as a infinite mana outlet is with Hullbreaker Horror. Yeah, that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I think all of it works. And then also like uh has Ward three, right? Mm-hmm. Uh which <laughs> as we know three pay three life. It's not yeah, just yeah, ward three. <laughs> it's ward three and <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, but like I I think the idea of like and then you can play like cards like Treasure Cruise and Magmatic Sinkhole right. and like dig through time and then just like absolutely rip through cards, right? If and I then if you're not dig through time. and then you can if you're not doing delve stuff you can also um you can also do breach lines too right so like i think it's like there is enough stuff and also i love the design of the card so there's enough things that it does and i think it wins a fair game really really easily right um which i is one of the reasons i like the card yeah Uh, because you have the six six flyer to deal with and then also just be like yeah okay how many how many instances am i going to cast to where you cannot answer that with your bow masters it feels like a decent blue moon commander yes that's the other part of it right so blue moon referencing uh the idea that you are using uh back to basics blood moon uh and just absolutely playing those basics like we were talking about males from wanderer right except for you're just an is it so it's it's less of a cost right yeah. um and yeah you can play like ruination you can play blood moon you can play back to basics all of those things uh punish all of the four and five color sauce uh, and then also just, you know, do some explosive infinite mana stuff and uh, play this like the world's trippiest art. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's very cool looking. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool looking. Um, this is probably one of the ones that I think is like I'm, I'm keeping up here in my tabs, like yeah. the ones that I think are like the best that we've come away with. Sure, sure. Um, I did. Uh, I was very proud of myself. The name of the deck list is I like Ward 3. OK. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? Storvold's a cool, cool card. You know, I keep seeing uh, Moderately Anonymous Dan just absolutely wreck people with that card in casual, and it's very funny. Yes, the card is really stupid in casual spaces. Yes, for sure. Uh, what else we got here? Braxmiller. CDH Staple Thumberjot. Oh my gosh, get the fuck out of here. Uh, I will say Tiamat is one of the more interesting ones we passed through. Um, I, I actually really like that card. I think 
it's maybe not like always being built the best way and i think it's pretty underexplored like if you want to play five color food chain but in like a much more like respectfully a much more fun way uh, <laughs> a much more interesting way um it also unlike first sliver um Doesn't so, just so basically be- you lose you lose adnos right? right like when you play this version because you have to play like 30 mana of dragons right uh and then you also lose a bit of card quality because you have to pay 30 mana worth right. of dragons uh but what you gain is a meal dockside which is obviously one of the most efficient combos in the format right now right um you also uh i think it technically can work with like bomberman to mm-hmm. Uh, so like there's it, it opens up like the Kenrith thing where like if you're only playing Kenrith for infinite mana, technically speaking, this does that too. Right. Um, you also have the the kind of situation where if your board state gets so absolutely dongled that like you're in the slog fest, right? With first liver, it was always like, okay, I have a seven seven now and I cascade usually into a mana elf, right? Whereas this one is like, yeah, I'm gonna go manually assemble my combo and I give you guys a turn or two to beat me or right. else you're dead right um which i don't think sucks it also works with dream halls which is cute um, i think the dream halls thing isn't real i i don't think you should be playing yeah. with dream halls um that's fair i i think dream halls is a trap big time um, I, I i can easily believe it i also think like a one card combo with your commander is only so bad that also helps you cast your commander. i understand i understand you know? uh but like people try like let me put it to you this way people tried doing dream halls with like atraxa and it was very clear yeah. immediately that oh this is not the way and this is like the same mana cost so huh i know what you said was meant not to make me want to try dream halls atraxa but that's not what happened well <laughs> <laughs> shit uh, <laughs> go ahead enjoy it you'll find out it's, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. What? it's the same thing with uh freaking uh what's the card that i always make funny make fun of make funny um the the combo alluren it's the alluren trap yeah it's the exact same thing uh I, I think they are the exact same trap that people fall into is Interesting. people see, Ooh, free mana. And then they don't think about how that, like how yeah. the consequences of that work out uh, yeah, because yeah, of what sure. it allows other people to do. Um, Dream Halls isn't symmetrical though, is it? Dream Halls. There's a thing that shuts down Dream Halls that uh, Dream Halls, excuse me. Uh, rather than pay the man, it's control. It's controller. Yeah, so anybody can do it. Oh, that's why it's bad. I did not know that. Yeah, that's really funny. Actually, very not symmetrical. Um, uh-huh. It's it, but that's why I say it's the exact same trap as a learn. Yeah, and so okay. it's that makes me a little sadder. I'm not gonna. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I do think Tiamat is like really good. I think it kind of falls into the Atraxa category mm-hmm. where like when we were talking about I, I hate food chain for sliver if you haven't noticed I have such a disdain for that archetype and it's mm-hmm. mostly because of the fact that it has zero identity it is like the deck that is just <laughs> so milk toast has it's stuff it doesn't do anything special um but like Tiamat does something really special and like it gives you a reason of playing it that outside of oh it's five colors and it's a food chain outlet you know what i mean like yeah you have a specific angle for it and if you're going to play the just like good stuff food chain deck play Mm -hmm. atraxa because atraxa is a much better good stuff deck than yeah food chain we're seeing it right yeah so So, um like that that's kind of how i feel like uh, feel about it i actually think tiamat has like it also gives you like you can go get your pieces and then your food chain stuff is able to uh, come down. It also allows you to play pieces like um, what's the one mana rule of law effect. Uh, The Um, deafening silence. Yeah. Deafening silence. It lets you be able to take advantage of deafening silence in a really awesome way. Pretty solid deafening silence deck. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's very good deafening silence deck. So uh, I actually think most food chain decks are good deafening silence decks, but um, this one gets this definitely does take advantage of that because it's probably going to be more creature creature centric than other ones where it would be. 
Um, let's keep looking. Let's keep looking. Um, what do we remember when Velomachus Warhold was kind of running Pioneer for a minute? Uh, yeah, it was, it was doing a thing. What is? It said it was doing a thing. Yeah, that was that was an interesting time. Uh, let's see. You've seen AC from time to time for sure. What is it? AC? Yeah. Yeah, I see it on the uh, Commander RC stream every Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> One of Scott's yeah, favorite yeah. decks. Um, wait, can you go up? Yeah. What are we looking at? What card are we looking at? Uh, the, uh, the dragon, the lustrous. A Merith? Yes. Does that do? No, I don't think it does what I think it does. Yeah. Okay. Look at the top card of your library of shares a card type. Yeah. So it's not like an infinite man outlet because you need a, a to flick or something for every card type. Yeah. So kind of stinky. Um, let's see. Asmodeus, though, people played around with a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like the best or one of the best necrotic ooze combos right now, yeah. right? Is you Asmo plus Kurt Familiar. So as long as you have three cards in hand, you can draw your entire deck, right. um, which is not bad at all. Uh, when are we going to build Azor the Lawbringer? <laughs> when, are yeah. we bring, when are we going to bring justice? When are we going to bring law to CEDH? Justice. justice. I think so. Like Azor technically does have some upsides, right? Like, so it's a very funny displacer kitten deck. It is. Um, <laughs> uh it's it's just truly a cruel deck for uh for displaced kitten um it's technically speaking is a nice ground scepter deck as well right because yep. you can go to combat and make a demand in your combat step the funny thing um, is though is i think that it has been invalidated by a new azorius card that just got previewed today I don't know. I think it does more than that card if i'm being honest does it all right well yeah, yeah i mean i think the shutting down your opponents yeah, uh, that part's like pretty huge. Yeah, um, but when we, you know, what we should do sometime. This should this should be a Brewer's Choice episode. Is we'll yeah. bring in the law to CEDH. We'll <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> getting the law yeah. involved. Uh, yeah, I always feel like Brutaclad is broken, but I never can figure out how to like CEDH break it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's such a strong ability. It is a strong ability. The issue is, it's just like. You have to, you're in blue red, and then you just have to play like a bunch of bad cards to make it work. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. I just feel Next. Like, I don't know. Next. Next. Remember when people tried Bruna? I do CD-ish. remember when people tried Bruna. It was fine. Yeah. Um. No, nothing to write home about. Let's, yeah, I agree. I agree. This needs to probably get played in the 99 of more card more decks though. <laughs> Cause uh, yeah, I mean it's a six mana creature. Yeah, right. It is. That also can't be countered and is a you know the the whole having not be you know silence effects are pretty good. Yeah, no, I'm, I just don't disagree with that part for yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Dragon Lord Silumgar. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Uh, when your opponents play Tassiger, Elanda and Azor. Uh-huh. Maybe if you're a podcast listener, you don't see my face right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I, hey, so let's let's talk about Atali, right? Because I love six man Atali. I've always loved six man Atali. The problem with six man Atali is if you build it as conventional wisdom would dictate, right? Mm-hmm. In mono red, if you're playing a six mana commander, you play a slower mm-hmm. deck so that you can stack the board down until you get to Atali, mm-hmm. right? The problem is all the stack pieces you want to use to stop people in mono red also stop Atali. Yeah. And it's the worst thing ever. I love this card so much and I just wanted to be CDH playable so bad. Alas. It's like it's a crazy high power deck. It like is. you get it out like turn two and then it's like, oh, well, draws you time. <laughs> Every time I see this in like a casual game, I'm immediately yeah. upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's cracked and casual. I like, I don't know, part of me wants to like just try and build a like turn one Itali deck, but then like the, the new version is just better, yeah. you know? Fun fact, we're going to go uh, to Caleb's uh, crack cocaine town. Okay. Glacian, power, power oh, stone, no, engineer. Again. Not this again. It's, it's the scepter outlet, commander, uh, that combos with Arden. 
So you can combo this with Arden and all of your equipment do uh, go toward they end up becoming things that allow you to tap and look in for more cards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a you have said word. Deck. What's what, 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 what's the issue you have? what's the issue i have it's the fact that it's a six mana commander that you need to then have summoning sickness rid of like that's awful you play you play swift foot boots it's fine it's fine it's Uh fine i'm gonna build this deck um go for it is goto good what's what's your thoughts on goto it's good oh <laughs> next question garuda doom of depths what are our thoughts on garuda? i am so okay here um, this is this is my my brewer stink i'm gonna throw okay i love garuda mm-hmm. i've always loved garuda i was sitting in my room with a pile of 20 garuda cards that i was trying to optimize and working on for months and i was like oh after this next string of tournaments i am going to whip out my garuda deck and it's going to be so silly and fun and we're gonna have a great time and i'm bringing it to a tournament and it's gonna surprise everybody and then the mox masters invitational happened and someone played garuda for the qualifier qualified with it and got into the main tournament and i was like god dang it i wanted to be the person <laughs> i wanted to be the one who broke this card <laughs> yeah that's it you did a great job pilot i think the deck is super cute and fun and i think it's like i don't know it's just a really unique cdh deck like the idea that you could be like yeah i flipped into a razaketh and or i can i, I flipped into a managing Ataxius, or i flipped into four clones in a row and i milled most of everyone's deck and then you know what i mean like right. crazy shit like that it's like i don't know it was really fun and silly and uh i kind of hope it keeps showing up and i hope people actually keep working on it because i think it's it has legs probably always going to be like a fringe deck in the format at the very least right feels like it's good enough yeah yeah uh let's see nothing nothing crazy a friend of mine growing up used to not growing up i guess back in boston used to play intet a lot yeah that was a deck I, i talked about a good amount but it's it's decent yeah uh Kyrie the swirling sky I have seen a CDH Kyrie deck I have it's okay it's fine it's a mono blue deck yeah. there are better things yeah. you can be doing a mono blue I agreed um hey what's our thoughts on Godama of the East tree <sighs> Godama is a card a lot of people love and it's just okay <laughs> so Kodama Sakashima dude uh let's talk about Kroxa and Kuneros Yes, because this card, I think, has the potential to be yes, like yeah. one of the like better decks in the format. Yeah, I mean, Mardu, Mardu Food Chain is not bad, right? Like, no, not Mardu Food Chain, Mardu Dog Food Chain. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's much, much cleaner. It comes off the tongue. Great. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, this is a deck that I people kind of toyed with but then it never really went anywhere yeah and i think it's because it's like one of those commanders that takes like a little bit more like brain power to make work if that makes sense like uh but it's one that like when i saw it i immediately went like this feels like it's like on the level of tivit good whoa yeah i don't know about that one but (laughs) Well, when I compare it to Tivit, it has a lot of the same qualities that Tivit has. It's in different colors is the big difference. Um, so you miss out on some know. of the balance like, combos. It has no built-in protection. It is kind of an outlet, but it means you already need to have invested into your graveyard. Right. right? Like There are things that exist with it, but like I don't know that it's even... I don't think it's quite as good as Tivit for what it's worth. But I, I think, I, I think Tivit is a, is a decent <laughs> comp to like yeah. what it would be doing um just in like a mardu space um but i like the card a lot i might maybe i'll brew this i think it's a really interesting like idea yeah uh, i think so too what else do we have here we're starting to get down into six commander territory i want metamai to work so badly it was my first mythic rare i ever pulled out of it a just pack, doesn't and I just, I, <laughs> It just doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's very sad. Um uh, Megatron is a deck too, right? 
Is it? Marty Silence on his deck, right? Yeah, I guess Mar- Megatron is a deck. What is the back? I mean, it's so for the back side is you, you cast it for the more than meets the eye side, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then I believe whenever it attacks, you may sacrifice another artifact. When you do, Megatron deals damage equal to the sacrificed artifacts. Mana value to target creature if excess damage would be dealt to that creature this way instead deal that damage to is dealt to the creature's controller and you convert Megatron. It says your opponents can't cast spells during combat. Someone told me it was after combat. Hmm. So you have to like add nas during combat and then like hope that you untap and don't get your ad nas right. off countered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was after combat. Never mind. Megatron sucks. Cool. Glad we had that conversation. Uh <laughs> Moldrotha the Gravetide. What's your what's your thoughts on Moldrotha? I've I've been seeing people play Moldrotha for years. I mean, it's it's one of those cards that is just so close, mm-hmm. right? Like at all times. Um, you know, I literally talked to a number knower, Eric, who was like, if only it had Ward Three, it would be the the real contender. Yeah, you know. Um, but that is that's kind of where it's at. Like, it does a lot of broken stuff. It's very powerful, but like at the end of the day, it um, unfortunately kind of suffers from just being an expensive commander with no protection. Yeah. Um, I always think Muxus can maybe be a thing. It's not bad. Yeah. But it's also red and you're playing goblins. So listen. Watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Them's is fighting words. <laughs> Are they untrue words? No, but it was the tone. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see what else we got here. I mean, six men in our set. Uh I will I will say till the day I die that that card is underway. Oh, let's talk about Nadir, actually. Sorry. No, we all know Narset, right? Narset's been a plague for a long time, but like has not been doing great recently. Yeah. Um, but Nadir, I think, is super underrated. Yes. Um, it's like the... It, I, I mean, Thrasios Nadir is better prosh, right? Like Correct. 95% of the time, if you're talking about self-contained food chain outlets. Um, it has a little bit of trouble converting the food chain mana into Thrasios activations, mm-hmm. but it's not the craziest thing to do in the world. There are many outlets. You can do Earthcraft stuff. You can just have a Gaia's Cradle. You can like have a Razaketh. You can have a Holebreaker Horror. You can like, there's like a hundred different ways that like you can still convert that. Right. So I think you kind of got to play this like Soltai Reanimator slash food chain deck because uh, all the Reanimator payoffs are also good converters post infinite mana with food chain, right? right? So. Uh, I just think it's like super underplayed. I think it's a great Sultai option that just isn't talked about enough. Like Kai can play like Thrasios Miara. I don't understand why Nadir can't make the cut either. You know, yeah. I think this is better than Miara. Big, yeah, yeah, big, I think it's big shock. Safe. Big, yeah, big shock. Yeah, uh, people were trying Nira. You remember Nira? I do remember Nira. It, it ain't it. Uh, Six mana is a lot for that card for sure. Yeah, uh, you know, do you think Niv Mizzet Perun is Cedh viable? I think Draco Genius is probably better. Yeah, I think I, you know what. Personally, I like the Fire Mind more. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Nice. So, nice, 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 nice you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, lots of lots of cards. Lots of mm-hmm. lots of cards. Yeah. Yeah. Prosh. Prosh. <laughs> i i hate prosh it's just no I, I i get it memo i'm proud of you you did a cool thing but you and i both know it's suboptimal <laughs> uh, that was a memo that was um tuka i thought was it tuka yeah oh yeah you're yeah. right it was tuka i'm sorry it's you know what tuka i'm sorry i got you confused with the other european uh i i apologize Ooh, I, I do not sign off on that one but okay no i i no that's a genuine apology i i like a genuine like i got my my european people mixed up um, okay what else do we got i i do mean that uh, quite genuinely uh we're down sauron sauron is the one that's being played yeah so let's talk about sauron versus like other sauron people keep comparing it to tivit right uh which i i get that it has a, a nasty ward and that's like sick when it resolves okay the problem is like it doesn't have one card combo it like and also i see yeah, people keep building it like turbo grixis and i'm like if you're gonna play the big grixis payoff like play big grixis you know what i mean like i don't people here's the thing if you're gonna play i just 
people are so rog side pilled that they can't play grixis <laughs> another way is really what it is and mm. people what what is happening is people want to play rog side but they don't want to play rog side because they don't want to be the target at the table and so they build bad rog side decks and mm. this is what i think those decks have been personally um it's interesting i don't i don't know that it's quite that cut and dry but like i also understand your point for yeah. sure obviously there are nuances to that mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. i am not including but yeah you yeah. know i just think this card is really interesting uh i think the ring art is gorgeous i don't know if you've seen that one. Oh yeah uh this one yes yes oh, God, this is my copy so of the card yeah um, um so i think it's worth trying i think i'll play it around with it at some point but i definitely want to do kind of what i did with tevesh and krom which is just kind of like make it more that like mid-rangey grixis pull if i'm gonna play a card like this instead of like rocks yeah right? i agree like if i'm gonna be doing this type of game plan i'm gonna be doing this type of game plan as much as i would like to do this type right i just think people I think goblin are Barman's really good in the deck too say that again um I think Goblin Bombardment's really good in the deck too. Yeah. Um, to be able to control your orc armies and like be able to be like, okay, now every single spell you it basically turn every spell they cast into a bowmaster's trigger. Yeah. As opposed to like um just having a big army too. Right. right? And like that that is a potential avenue for the deck. You know? Yeah. No, I think that's really like clever. Yeah. Uh let's see what else we got. Sharoom. Good old Sharoom. <laughs> good old Sharoom. Good old Sharoom. Just a reminder, I got like five minutes. Yeah, you're good. Uh, I mean, we're getting pretty close to the end of this. Uh, let's let's yeah. wrap it up here. Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about Tassiger? Do you want to talk about Teferi? <laughs> I don't think we have to. Right? Okay. Like, the whole point of this episode is to like see what we can try that hasn't been done. Yeah. Uh, the Master Multiply. Let's talk about that card for a second. Okay. I really want this card to work because it is one of the most clever designs I think I've ever oh. seen. Um. That's Nadir Callahan. There we go. Uh, so, yeah, Legend Rule doesn't apply to tokens. It is literally just like a self-contained army. It's like Bad Najila, right? Yeah. And I just think it's such a, a well-made design. And I really, really want it to work because like twin flames are forever. Uh, Kiki-Jiki effects are forever. And like the fact that it just goes like, all right, I'm going to attack. Now there are three of them. Next turn, I'm going to attack. Now there are nine of them. Next turn, I'm going to attack. Now there are 27. You know what I mean? It's a kind of and interesting Kiki-Jiki deck. Yeah, yeah, right. Like it does like it does a lot of like weird, quirky stuff. And then you can play like a bunch of stacks effects, right? That are just right. like we we're gonna get to my six mana and we're gonna get to a point where my commander is gonna attack, and then I'll put a lightning greaves on him and you guys are starting the clock, right? Um I think it's interesting. I don't know how good it is. I think I, I don't know. I just think it's like a really cool design space, and I would love for someone to try and push it as much as possible. I'm not saying that like it's a CDH deck hard stop, right? Right. I just wanna see what people can do with it. Yeah. You know? I've played against it. Like it definitely will it, it pressures the board and it puts yeah. a lot of pressure on you. Um mm-hmm. my my experience playing against it was it just feels like it's like about a turn or two too slow. I was gonna say if it had haste itself, I think I would like it a lot more. Yeah. Uh it just is just a hair too slow. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. But yeah, well, that has been an interesting episode. We didn't even get, we almost got to Tivit. Um, almost, almost. So, so yeah. close. Um, yeah, so sorry, everyone. We're, we're cutting this one a little short because of the uh, aforementioned tech issues. Uh, our, our window got a little closed. But uh, I don't know. If you like, honestly, if you want to keep doing this as a series, like, please leave it down in the comment below because Callahan and I will literally pick up where we left off if that's something you're we interested were- in honestly enjoying ourselves so much because this yeah, is like un- yeah. like it's so fun for yeah. like the two of us to just sit here and talk about random cards hypothetical brews yeah yeah, yeah exactly uh, it like leaves us with a bunch of cool ideas like i know ovika's a card i've had in my creator box for a while i know nadir stuff is like something i go back to literally once every three months yeah. um yeah i love brune too it's like I do too. You know, there's a lot of really cool stuff and i think there's always cool stuff out there and i love that a lot of the audience uh at least people who come down in the comments seem to really enjoy that kind of stuff as well and i you know i i think there's so much space in cedh to be extremely powerful and like do crazy stuff but also keep that level of uniqueness that yeah that not all formats get you know um I'd, so why not celebrate this part of the format too i 100 agree with you um yeah. But with that, uh, if you are a fan of the show and want to pick up any of these wonderful 
cards that we have been talking about, you can go over to tcgplayer.com and use the link in the description to pick up a card like Tiamat. Do you want a Tiamat? Use our link in the description and you will help the show out. Also, make sure to head over to patreon.com forward slash mind sculptors and become a patron today. And also, this fuck head over here does CEDH coaching. Where can people find out about that? Oh, that's me. I'm the fuckhead. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah if you're interested in some cedh coaching i mean first of all you can always find me over youtube.com slash comedian mtg where i cover all sorts of tournament cedh stuff you don't know that now but i'm really quite surprised uh but that's the other place you can find me uh you can also email me at comedianmtg at gmail.com find me on twitter discord all those places uh yeah i do cedh coaching for folks and uh the the books have been pretty filled up this week which made me really really happy it's been a been a busy busy week but a lot of folks are looking to get a jump on the new mox masters which should be out i mean it will have been had as of the weekend before this recording um so i'm excited to see what new decks come out of there the chaos meta was kind of interesting and I, i'm kind of curious what happens now that Ping power is kind of doing their own independent tournaments yeah like that so but yeah if any people want to prepare for the tournaments they have coming up because you know with the eminent circuit there's like not there's no like platinum level events for a hot minute but like there's been tournaments announced like every weekend from now until like past december right so like it's pretty sick yeah we've got a lot of stuff coming up so if you need some coaching call up ian and he will give you the good coaching and if you want the bad coaching you can call (laughs) me or any of the other people that do coaching no i'm joking there there are great coaches out there um Mm -hmm. but with that how do you want to wrap up today's episode what are what are your your thoughts on uh doing like some crazy something crazy something really wild uh keep keep the big boys coming big boy winters here a thousand years of big boys rick and morty big boy (laughs) big boy winter thanks for watching i'm cal we'll we'll see you next week